Hey, welcome back to the channel. My name is Steve Lund and in this video, we're going to talk about what kind of supplements am I taking? So make sure you click a like and subscribe for future videos about optimizing your health and performance. Do it! First of all, I have to say that, you know, you shouldn't take <laughs> exactly what I am taking because, you know, we're different people. We have different goals, maybe. We have different conditions, uh, different requirements, etc, etc. So what I am taking is just based upon my own uh, research and my own, uh, let's say, understanding of my goals, what I think I need. We mostly have to do with just overall health, longevity, of course, like building muscle and uh, staying lean and fit, etc. Those are also um, things that I do focus on, but the supplementation mainly has to do with uh, just longevity, uh, biohacking and uh, that sort of thing. All right, so let's start off. Uh, I have like this, the supplements uh, laid out here. I'm gonna start off with like some regular ones. You know, what are the, what are the ones that I think like most people may want to need? Uh, to take uh, the biggest, uh, one of the most common nutrient deficiencies is actually magnesium deficiency. So that's why I am taking a magnesium supplement quite on a regular basis. Uh, the best kind of brand uh, that I know about is um, by Optimizer's Magnesium Breakthrough because they have uh, all these different kinds of seven types of magnesiums in there, like magnesium chelate, citrate, bisglycinate, malate, L3-anate, taurate, uh, orotate, as well as like a bit of manganese and uh, vitamin B6. So this is pretty much the most full spectrum magnesium supplement. Uh, there are different types of magnesiums and they have different effects on the body. Uh, generally, I think that if you are taking at least some kind of a magnesium supplement, whether that be the, one of the better ones like uh, glycinate, uh, citrate, malate, taurate, L3-anate, those are generally the better ones. The worst ones are like oxide and citrate is also not the, like, the most natural best one. But yeah, generally, if you're taking some kind of a magnesium, it doesn't have to be this full spectrum one, you're gonna be uh, just fine. It's just that I, I prefer to get like the best, uh, basically best uh, brand out there. Uh, next up is of course, like, you know, vitamin D is a very uh, big nutrient deficiency. So um, I don't take like a vitamin D every day, you know, it's, it's the summer at the moment, so I'm getting more natural sunlight, so I probably don't need to take like a vitamin D supplement. But during the winter months, I definitely do take uh, at least at least like 2,000 to 4,000 IUs on a like a daily basis. The minimum I would ever take is maybe like 1,000. Uh, it also depends on your blood tests. If your if your vitamin D levels are already between 60 to 80 nanograms per deciliter, then that is the optimal zone uh, for health uh, for vitamin D. Below 60, below 30 is gonna be considered like deficient. So if you are let's say like 20 nanograms, then you would need, probably need to increase your vitamin D dose a little bit. And um, yeah, but you know, the best source is still the sun. You know, in, in Estonia, we don't have like that much sun all the time. It's only like uh, for a few months of the year, we do have the sun. So that's why I'm taking like a vitamin D supplement um, for uh, just just uh, precautionary measurements. And one important thing with vitamin D is also that you need to take it with uh, magnesium uh, because magnesium almost like, you know, helps to utilize the vitamin D better, helps direct it into the better uh, sources. And the same applies to vitamin K2. Uh, so taking if you're taking vitamin D, then I usually take uh, magnesium and vitamin K2 together with that as well. So vitamin K2 is also important for the uh, vitamin D, but it uh, has other roles for like cardiovascular health, bone health, uh, hormones, and that sort of thing. There are different kinds of vitamin K2. Um, MK4 is um, generally what research finds is that MK4 doesn't raise your serum uh, vitamin K2 levels whereas MK7 does. So uh, this one that I have is MK7. It's two, 200 micrograms per tablet, which is already 200% um, of the RDA. So it's you know, more than enough and it's a pretty uh, convenient one. Uh, so those are that. What else do I take? 
Another mineral that is uh, quite, uh, let's say, underrated in my opinion is a boron. So boron is uh, usually part of these uh, plant cell walls and it uh, helps in the human body, at least helps with things like vitamin D utilization. It's also important for uh, testosterone production by lowering sex hormone binding globulin. So usually, let's say, a lot of people aren't getting enough boron and that's also one of the reasons you may have like suboptimal testosterone levels, etc. But it also is important for the bones. So osteoporosis prevention, inflammation levels, uh, boron helps uh, with that. And uh, the kind of uh, optimal daily dose of boron is going to be three milligrams a day. And, uh, you know, most people, unless you're eating, let's say, dried prunes, which are the richest source of boron, then uh, you're probably not going to get getting uh, a lot of it. Um, so, yeah, I take this boron uh, capsule, not every day, maybe like every other day. So three milligrams is from this one capsule. It's a pretty convenient and easy way to get it done. Next up is going to be, uh, so ZMA, so zinc and magnesium. On the days that I don't take this magnesium uh, uh, breakthrough, then I'll take the ZMA because like zinc is also not a, like a really like a super big deficiency. Uh, but you know sometimes uh, if you're not eating a lot of red meat or a lot of seafood, then you may develop uh, some zinc deficiency. So on a few, maybe on some days I may take an evening like ZMA to help with with like uh, sleep as well as uh, zinc status. But that's another like everyday thing. The uh, thing with zinc is also important for the immune system but high dose zinc if you take a high dose zinc supplement all the time then that can lead to like copper deficiency and that in turn can raise your cholesterol levels and uh, suppress immunity actually or cause liver damage and stuff stuff like that uh, but you know if you are in infected or you get the cold the common cold then a short-term high zinc intake can be actually good to uh, reduce the duration of the colds and a lot of studies or some studies actually find that the zinc lozenges uh, if you start to take like a zinc lozenge, immediately if you feel the first symptoms of the cold, then you reduce the duration of the cold uh, quite a lot. So I use these zinc lozenges whenever maybe like uh, like I'm traveling or I get feeling like I'm getting the cold, especially during these times. So just a quick and easy way to uh, basically prevent this uh, virus or uh, <laughs> any infection from uh, setting in permanently. Uh, next up... What else do I have here? So, you know, NMN is, or NAD supplementation is pretty uh, popular as well recently. I recently actually did also like this experiment where I high dosed the uh, NMN for a few weeks to see like what happens to my NAD levels, which I will also make a video about uh, in the future. But yeah, basically NMN helps with uh, boosting NAD levels. There's also nicotinamide riboside NR, which uh, does so as well. I've used both. Um, currently I'm taking NMN to so, so see what happens. But yeah, like I don't take it every day. I don't think it's a good idea to take it every day unless you're maybe like in your 60s or 70s. Then it may actually be beneficial to do take it all the time. But for my my age, I don't need to take it. I only use it on days that I feel maybe like I'm jet lagged or sleep deprived or something like that. Because uh, NAD basically helps with energy production as well as the circadian rhythms. So using the NAD is a way to, I don't know, like help to keep your circadian rhythms aligned as well and you know also prevent all the negative side effects from the circadian rhythm mismatches so uh, yeah whenever you're sleep deprived whenever you're uh, you know inflamed super inflamed uh, or uh, jet lag that's that's the time where i would take some nmn organ meats so uh, organ meats uh, are something you know also becoming quite popular again 
So generally, you know, organ meats themselves, um, liver, heart, kidneys, they're, you know, pretty easy to find if you know how to look for them. But some people don't like the taste. I do eat liver maybe like once, once, a, once a week or something. Uh, but on the other days that I'm not eating it, then I'll take these uh, liver capsules as well. Uh, so um, this is actually the best brand that I've recently found. The uh, by P Pure Natura from Iceland. So uh, grass-fed, basically, uh, cattle. And uh, it has not only like the liver and stuff, but it also has like other ingredients. Like you can see, this is a detox, <laughs> liver detox. It has uh, liver, birch leaves, uh, dandelion root, and angelica seeds. So it's uh, also uh, good for stimulating the liver detox pathways or so this dandelion root, these bitters, bitter uh, leafy greens, they do have like this uh, detoxification effect on the liver or at least upregulating the de detox pathways. So this is actually a pretty awesome supplement because you're uh, getting the, uh, you know, the liver, which is full of all these uh, micronutrients, but also the detox um, aspect. And this is a power which has liver, heart, garlic, and uh, rhodiola rosea. So it's also like another similar kind of thing that has like not only like the organ meats, but also these other cool herbs and uh, stuff that provide more additional unique benefits besides just, just the organ meat. <laughs> like uh, you can just eat the organ meats, but those things have like other things. Uh, sleep supplementation. So, uh, you know, magnesium is good for sleep, uh, but also like sometimes on the days where I do want to get a good night's sleep, I use like a melatonin spray and, you know, melatonin is important for not only like the uh, sleep, but also antioxidant defense, immunity, helps with autophagy or apoptosis. So yeah, like if you're feeling a bit more tired or something, uh, or if I want to get a good sleep that I use, I use only like one spray, which is one milligram. Um, yeah. So that's something that I do use. Uh, medicinal mushrooms. So uh, medicinal mushrooms, chaga, reishi, cordyceps, uh, they have a lot of adaptogenic properties, immunomodulatory properties. The uh, lion's mane especially helps with uh, neurogenesis, nerve, nerve uh, growth factor. Uh, chaga is just good for immunity as well. So these tinctures are better, generally better for uh, bioavailability and absorption. So instead of using the powders, or at least like you would have to get a smaller dose to uh, reach the effects. You, you can use like a one to two drops of this tincture and instead of consuming like a tablespoons of uh, powder, <laughs> uh, which is more convenient for sure. And I do notice like with the lion's mane, especially it has like a cognitive effect a bit. You're using it before maybe writing, before uh, doing something uh, mentally stimulating. It's uh, usually a pretty good uh, thing for that. Uh, for, you know, I, you, on general, most days I do like a lower car. I'm like mindful about my carbohydrate intake. On some days I'm eating low carb. On other days I'm eating high carb. And on the days that I do eat more carbs, I'll also use uh, some things that help with the glucose disposal and insulin uh, sensitivity. So chromium is a mineral that is very known for its um, benefits on diabetes and insulin resistance. I don't have those things, but I do still use the chromium because it's uh, chromium, let's say the absorption of chromium from food is only 1%. So you actually need to be consuming, let's say, tons of more chromium than the RDA to reach the optimal amount intake of uh, chromium per day. And uh, this particular thing has 1,000 micrograms of chromium. So 1% is uh, quite low uh, of that. And uh, I don't take it every day. I do take it only on the days that I'm uh, consuming carbohydrates. And my, like, say, my blood sugar and insulin levels would be a bit higher. Uh, and uh, another thing is that the sweating. Sweating uh, makes you excrete 
you know, sodium, uh, chloride, as well as a bit of magnesium and zinc. But it also excretes quite a lot of chromium. So uh, whenever you're doing exercise on a regular basis, saunas, the summer heat, whatever it is, you do lose uh, quite a lot of chromium from that. So uh, maybe using the chromium once a week, even 1000 micrograms once a week, uh, even for people who aren't eating carbs can be a still a good idea, especially if you have like uh, diabetes or insulin resistance. It doesn't appear to be beneficial in lowering fasting blood sugar and stuff like that uh, on people who don't have diabetes. But if you have, then it is uh, pretty uh, researched for those benefits. Okay, next up. Next up is actually some whole, like not a, not a real supplement, but more like a, a food. So chlorella, uh, you know, the spirulina tablets, those uh, I did take as a supplement because, you know, it is a good source of some nutrients. It's uh, like ha has like iron a little bit, um, some B vitamins as well as some, you know, iodine, but it also helps with things like, uh, you know, chelation, detoxification, or, you know, as a binder, it binds to different kinds of toxin and such. So I usually consume it together with um, slightly like a iron-rich uh, meal to prevent like iron overload. So if I'm eating red meat, then the chlorella is a good uh, combo for that. And uh, yeah, just generally taking a few chlorella tablets a day, I think it's a easy, easy, easy way to also get some uh, binding effects. The next thing is also whole foods. So <laughs> Brazil, Brazil nuts, they're actually one of the highest sources of selenium. So just taking two to three Brazil nuts a day is going to cover all of your selenium needs and a bit more even. So selenium is important for antioxidant defense, immunity, as well as testosterone. And I think that and just covering your selenium needs with these two to three Brazil nuts is very easy. And I don't, I don't think it as a, like a whole food. I almost think of it as a supplement that you just take and uh, it's uh, pretty effective another, another glucose disposal agent or not a specifically glucose disposal agent but uh, like a blood sugar management agent is a uh, berberine which i have taken in the past but currently i'm experimenting with this uh, dehydroberberine which is basically like a modified version of regular berberine but it is like uh, in studies it's like three times more effective and three times more bioavailable than regular berberine so yeah i've been just trying out this one and it does help with a lot with uh, blood sugar levels especially after if you're eating if you've been eating a little bit of like a higher carb uh, meal the n-acetylcysteine nac so it's a very good general supplement for uh, you know glutathione production as well as liver health detoxification and stuff like that and i do take it almost every day 600 milligrams up to uh, maybe twice a day on some days 1200 milligrams so yeah, NAC is pretty very researched and very quite you know effective. The funny thing about it was that recently Amazon uh, withdrew a lot of the NAC from their stores because of like this uh, patent laws with the um, FDA, if I'm not mistaken. Then uh, yeah, I kind of stocked up on a bit of NAC as well, and yeah, I do continue to take it on a regular basis. It's also very beneficial if you have like. Some hangover or something let's see where food poisoning something that's something that puts a lot of stress on your liver taking like a higher dose nac is uh, usually an effective uh, way to uh, deal with that but you can also make glutathione not only from nac but also from um, you know uh, like the glycine as well as some other amino acids so glycine i just it's just amino acid powder and um, it's a pretty important 
it's, it has like a ton of benefits. It's one of my favorite supplements, actually, glycine. So uh, glycine is a uh, it has anti-inflammatory properties. It helps to lower your blood blood uh, uh, body temperature. Helps with sleep. Helps with relaxation. Helps with uh, balancing methionine. So a lot of people are getting too much methionine in the diet because of eating muscle meat and uh, not enough of these uh, gelatinous collagen types of proteins. So glycine is actually been shown to uh, negate the negative side effects on longevity and lifespan of excess methionine intake. So I think a lot of most people would be actually needing to take some glycine as a supplement or just eating more of these glycine-rich foods to counteract the excess methionine and counteract these inflammatory amino acids, so to say. Uh, so yeah, glycine is also like a methyl donor. And yeah, it's just one of my favorite supplements. It's a pretty pretty awesome awesome thing. It's just regular amino acid powder. And uh, I usually take it maybe, uh, a lot of people ask me like, how much how much do I take and when, etc. I take it maybe two to five grams twice a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. Um, yeah, that's that's how I do it, so to say. So you want to maybe time it around the, th the times where you are eating more protein, so to say. If you're eating something that has more methionine, then you would want to take it at that time to um, basically have it there at the right spot. And the same applies to trimethylglycine. Trimethylglycine has similar properties. It's also like a methyl donor, and I take that as well. But, you know, creatine is a... Creatine is a, one of the best uh, muscle building or sports supplements. It's uh, just effective for uh, power and strength, uh, glycogen status. So it's a very awesome stuff. But it's also not only useful for sports and uh, exercise, but it has also like cognitive effects, improve like vegans who aren't eating a lot of creatine from uh, red meat, etc. They start taking uh, creatine and they see their IQ increase. So creatine is uh, very important for the brain as well. Cognition, longevity, uh, it's a methyl donor, so uh, yeah, creatine is actually more than just this uh, bodybuilding uh, supplement, and it's pretty damn good. There is like some research that uh, creatine uh, promotes a bit of hair loss by, uh, like, I don't know, I don't know specifically mechanics, but it's like uh, the 5 alpha reductase or uh, something like these pathways in the, in the hair <laughs> affects those pathways and uh, promotes some of this hair loss. Uh, well, I, I haven't seen any hair loss uh, from that, from using creatine. If you have like genetics for hair loss and you use creatine and you start to see your hair fall out or more increased shedding, then uh, yeah, you probably don't want to be taking it. But uh, yeah, like other people generally can be just fine uh, with that. And with the load, like the aspect of uh, loading or water retention, it, it would only happen if you start to take like this massive uh, loading of creatine. You take 20 grams of creatine a day, Etc. Et I take it only three grams a day, so I don't do cycles on and off. I take it consistently three grams a day or something. Uh, so that prevents like this water retention and um, that's negative bad uh, side effects uh, from that. The uh, another thing I take is uh, CoQ10. So this is another maybe cardiovascular supplement, but it's also for uh, mitochondria longevity supplement. Uh, so this is actually a pretty good brand, Pure Clinica. High absorption uh, CoQ10. Uh, it just has a CoQ10, 300 milligrams per tablet. Uh, vitamin C, 150 milligrams, which is you know more than enough of the RDA. And vitamin E, uh, 15 milligrams, uh, which is 100% of the RDA. So yeah, that's one the one taking CoQ10. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking mostly from like um, like a preventive 
preventive, uh, let's say, aspect to improve mitochondrial function and uh, prevent uh, mitochondrial dysfunction, <laughs> basically. The uh, another thing is like resveratrol, which is also from the same brand, uh, Pure Clinica, high absorption resveratrol. It's a trans resveratrol, yeah, one thousand, uh, one thousand milligrams. Uh, so I'm taking that almost every day for yeah, generally also like this anti-aging purposes. Uh, the research about the efficacy of resveratrol isn't that, you know, uh, that strong. So there are some studies that find it works in helping with diabetes and metabolic syndrome and uh, markers of longevity. But there's others that show it, you know, doesn't have that effect. So, but for me, like, I don't know, the cost benefit uh, is still worth it, so to say. Like, why not take it? Like, I, I, I'm, I, I do believe that it may have like some benefits. Uh, and you don't really get like that much resveratrol from uh, Whole Foods anyway. Like you don't get it from you would have to consume like a ton of red wine or a ton of uh, berries and uh, grapes and stuff like that. So uh, taking a supplement is just an easy way. Uh, this is this I do think that may have like some benefits uh, for my longevity, but it's not something that I think is like absolutely essential. Um, all right, next up is uh, actually molecular hydrogen. So this one. Uh, is a, like molecular hydrogen is considered like the um, like a hormesis molecule basically that has adaptogenic properties based upon the situation of your body and if you are super inflamed then it helps to lower inflammation most of the benefits of uh, hydrogen are anti-inflammatory uh, antioxidant stress helps with autophagy actually and uh, th these things uh, but if you're let's say under inflamed or uh, under 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 not enough stress like, like you're basically uh, soft or something that you're not experiencing any positive stress then it also going to uplift you and increases your energy levels and uh, that sort of thing uh, this brand uh, drink hrv is uh, the one that is doing most of the research as, as well about the, the clinical research about molecular hydrogen the one tablet actually has 80 milligrams of magnesium as well so you dissolve it into the water and it kind of bubbles up and you have basically this uh, highly bioavailable form of magnesium in the, fo in the form of water, you absorb more uh, minerals from uh, mineral waters, especially magnesium, and also like this uh, molecular hydrogen. So yeah, I don't take it every day. I take it um, maybe on days, yeah, like I'm feeling sore from a workout or uh, again, I didn't sleep well or I uh, have like some jet lag, some sleep deprivation. That's the time that I usually use it, uh, but not, not on a daily basis. Like the, I don't really use like any nootropics or like smart drugs or anything like that. But the only thing that I do use sometimes is that Qualia Mind, which is um, you know probably the most known natural nootropics out there. Uh, so it has actually a ton of different kinds of uh, ingredients here: <laughs> vitamin C, vitamin D3, theamine, niacin, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, uh, rhodiola rosea, carnitine, taurine, L-theanine, tyrosine. Phenyl alanine, bacopa manieri, artichoke. What else? Alpha. Okay, these are the nootropic ones now. <laughs> the uh, organic coffee berry, uh, theobromine, DHA, ginkgo biloba, uh, alpha GPC, and those kind of things. So it's a yeah, ton of different kinds of nootropics. It's a pretty like a large serving uh, size as well. Like one serving size is seven capsules. <laughs> so you have to actually taking like yeah, like an entire entire uh, fistful of uh, these capsules if you want to get like the uh, appropriate dose so yeah I'm, I don't use it like every day I maybe use it only like once a month if I want to get like something more cognitively demanding done or something but yeah I, 
it would be like pretty expensive to take it like every day and um, quite a lot of pills as well so yeah I don't use it that, that often but this is the one that I do uh, think that may have like at least like it's the one that I've seen some um, you know improvements uh, generally I don't really use anything else um, what else in terms of like uh, protein powders and stuff like that I do take a protein powder as well a regular whey protein uh, which is uh, you know just one of the most researched protein powders out there it does improve uh, strength and muscle mass and uh, physical performance I do think it um, works it's one of the most bioavailable forms of protein. It's the best ones. I don't have any dairy uh, intolerance, any lactose intolerance. I don't get any gastrointestinal problems from uh, consuming whey protein. Uh, so yeah, that's why I'm taking it. Uh, some other alternatives would be like um, you know beef protein, uh, rice protein, hemp protein, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, but yeah, like whey for me is just the way to go <laughs> because it's the best one. It's the most bioavailable one. It's the uh, most researched one. And yeah, I don't have any problems uh, consuming it. So that's why I'm taking it. I take it on my workout days. So I'm usually if I'm working out, then I'll take the uh, protein powder during my workout. And uh, in the protein powder, I also mix some of the creatine, the three grams maybe, and uh, some essential amino acids as well. I do take them as well on the workout days to help with like an anabolism and prevent muscle catabolism. And uh, yeah, that's it probably. I also take L dextrose, no, not dextrose, uh, D-ribose. D-ribose is the one that also has mitochondrial properties in the protein shake. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my shake that I take for my uh, physical performance. But other than that, the last one I also have, usually sometimes I take is the uh, black stuff, which is, uh, it's basically, it's called, the, the brand is black stuff. And the product itself is also black stuff, but it contains folic acid, humic acid, as well as lignophenols, some chaga. So it's some different kinds of uh, these um, lignophenols and humic acid that uh, has some uh, microbiome benefits, anti-inflammatory benefits. And generally, this humic acid is the one that is, you know, hummus, you know, the decomp decomposed uh, organic matter in the soil. This is humic acid, etc. It's very important for transporting nutrients around in the soil as well as in the human body and we don't really get any humic acid or fulvic acid in our diet at all like all the food is you know dead almost and this supplement essentially has like this beneficial effect on transporting nutrients helping with my microbiome helping with um, your energy production and things of like that uh, i take it not every day uh, i take it maybe like i don't know a few few times a week or so whenever i remember to take it <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's, it's again like a similar to like a whole foods. It's like shilajit, but it's uh, shilajit on uh, like steroids or something. But the shilajit uh, is, is also like this uh, full in uh, fumic acid. Uh, it's a, like a mineral dense um, form of uh, this uh, shilajit and uh, like a mineral powder. So it's a pretty uh, cool supplement and it's pretty also like more unique rather than just a nutritional supplement like magnesium or something. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Um, this is a long video, but uh, yeah, I think that's kind of covers all the supplements that I take. I don't take them all the time. Uh, the ones that I take every day would be maybe uh, glycine, creatine, uh, chlorella, CoQ10, uh, resveratrol. Some days I take vitamin D, Brazil nuts, <laughs> and uh, organ meat supplements on some days, boron, uh, NSE. But yeah, those are the ones on a daily basis. And the ones I take every now and so then I will be like... Chromium, berberine, uh, what else? 
molecular hydrogen NMN uh, qualiamine resveratrol acids and the chaga tinctures those are the ones I'm also going to leave the links to some of these products that I take into the description box so if you, you maybe get a discount or something and uh, yeah but other than that thanks for watching the video <laughs> make sure you click a like subscribe notification bell as well my name is Seem stay optimized stay empowered